Hey, it's Melaine Lee, and you found your way to the Divine Goddess Revolution podcast. This podcast is no ordinary podcast. It is for women looking to thrive, not just survive. It's for women looking to learn how to really unlock and unleash that divine light within so that they can rock their inner goddess on a daily basis. The experts will be featured from all over the world, supporting you in becoming that badass divine goddess that you were born to be. I'm so excited about today's interview. It is with Sierra, who is one of my head coaches in my business. She also runs her own empowerment company. She is a dynamic woman that is impacting and changing lives no matter where she goes. And today we get to get upfront, close and personal with her and really learn about how she embodies her goddess. And let me tell you, she totally does. So enjoy the episode. guys. Super excited to have her here today. So welcome to the podcast, Sierra. Thank you for having me, Melaine. So excited to have you and so excited to dive into today because I know that you really embody, I mean, in my opinion, what it means to be a goddess. I'm so excited to hear what you have to say about, you know, what it means to rock your inner goddess on a personal and professional level. But before we even go into that, What to you does a goddess mean? Thank you. I'm glad I embodied that for you. I used to say it was someone who was like in her full female glory. But to be honest, I think a goddess is someone who really has a true balance of her feminine and masculine power. Someone who knows how to both receive and be in all the luxury that feminine power has, as well as really embodies the masculine part of our personalities, which really drives us and pushes us forward. I really think about those Greek goddesses who, you know, were the goddess of war and all sorts of different types of very strong archetypes. I mean, my favorite goddess of all time is Wonder Woman, and I love her Mm. so much. I tattooed her on my arm, so... I guess you love her. You better love her because she's going to be around for a while. <laughs> That's great, though. I mean, I really like that definition. And I, yeah, I, I always use goddess. And I think that it definitely, it either turns people on or it turns them off. But for me, yeah, it's about calling the woman forth to be in their best, in their highest, in, you know, their most embodied self. And so I love your definition of that as well. Thank you. So when it comes to like rocking your goddess, how do you manage that on a daily basis? Like what are some things that you do to really support yourself in bringing that out? Like some self-care tips or some other tools that really help you enhance bringing out the best of yourself? That's a good question. And actually, I had an epiphany recently about that. And I'm very strong in my masculine when it comes to my business, meaning I know how to get stuff done. I'm task oriented. I'm very driven and logical. And I've really been working to tap into my feminine energy because the feminine energy, you know, like I mentioned earlier, is really all about receiving. So I really thought about that and thought about where in, you know, my business 
and in my life, I haven't been good at, you know, calling in the feminine. And so one thing I do every single day, I actually do it every time I shoot a live video. And that is to turn on some music and dance. It's probably like one of my most favorite things to do. And my other thing that I absolutely love, and I think is probably the most goddess thing that I do is I absolutely love the water and taking a really long warm shower and I lather up and I do scrubs and I put on essential oils and I really just bask in that like evening ritual as a goddess and it really helps me towards the end of the day and has really called in a lot of really wonderful opportunity and space for me to just relax and put down my cell phone and get off social media and just worship really myself because a goddess should be worshiped and If I want to be worshipped, I had to start with me. So those are some of the things that I do every day to call in the goddess. I love that. That's really awesome. And it's so important, too, like, because I think the end of the day is such a nice grounding piece. Because I think people really relate to morning rituals, morning routine. What do I do in the morning? How do I ground myself? But this evening piece is really important as well. And like something that I do is really try to shut down at a certain time so that I'm not like looking at my phone or texting or messaging and things like that, which kind of distracts me from giving to me. And of course, it's like a practice, you know, I'm not perfect at it. But um, I just love this idea of really grounding and reconnecting to yourself, to your goddess, to your essence at the end of the day, as well as, you know, that beginning routine, too. I love this evening routine that you have. That's really cool. Yeah, I love it too. Thank you. So when it comes to your personal life, love life, relationship, that kind of thing, what are some ways or techniques that you kind of navigate those relationships, always honoring yourself without like pissing other people off? I actually think you're pretty good at this. Like I've seen you in action and stuff. And I really think that you all, I've seen you honor a lot of women as we work together and things in different projects, honoring other women and their goddess and like really seeing them and not being so triggered by them. But like, how do you navigate like honoring yourself without getting pissed off or like cursing someone else out? How do you navigate that, all that? I really wasn't good at it for a long time. And the reason I say good at it is because I was a chronic people pleaser. And even in like, I've gone through divorce, I've been married and through that relationship, I was very much a people pleaser as well. And one of the things that I noticed that really became the shift for me is when I noticed that I was doing something because I wanted to do it and not because it got me praised. And it took me a while of like examining that and examining my behavior. But what I ended up finding was when I spent time complimenting other people and like you said, just really seeing them and being totally unafraid of them worrying if I'm like a weirdo or you don't know me, why are you saying I'm beautiful or whatever? And when I just let those, because that's a people pleasing thought, that isn't um, an internal intuition type piece. And I started to notice, am I worried because of what other people think about me? And I stopped doing that. It really made it super easy and super clear for me to just really stand in my own power, which allowed other people to stand in their power. And my most favorite thing to do is to compliment other women and to compliment other people. And really, when I'm hearing them 
just saying, oh my gosh, that's so great. I cannot believe you're doing that. Or I'm so proud of you if I know them and I know that they're doing something incredible because those are the things that we think, but we actually never, or I shouldn't say never, but that a lot of people don't say out loud because we really worry about what other people think of us. It's a self-worth thing. And so when I was able to identify that, it really has just allowed it to just come out effortlessly because I can differentiate mm-hmm. between those two things, like whether it's a, you know, unworthy and confidence thing versus immediate intuition thing. If it just comes right off my chest, that's real. If I'm thinking about it too long, that probably means I'm worried about what other people think. That's really powerful because I think I'm sure there's so many women out there that are listening to this and relate to being a people pleaser or needing to get the okay or praise from someone. But what if you kind of reverse that and really start to focus out and be of service? I love that you're bringing this up because I always say that esteemable acts build your self-esteem. So when I was just starting to recover from various addictions and really like pull my shit together, one of the first things I actually used to do here was random acts of kindness. I focused on changing the lives of three people in the smallest way. You know, it wasn't like I was like buying them a yacht, but like I would compliment someone on their outfit or I'd buy someone coffee or I'd buy, you know, my boss a snack or whatever it was that I could do to really focus on other people. And those esteemable acts supported building my self-esteem without that really being the point. And it just made me feel so much better about myself. And it had nothing to do with like, I was detached from, let me please this person. It was coming from a pure space of, I want to do this. Yeah, totally. And my thing that I do often, whenever I get really dressed up, which I love to do, sometimes I still feel really out of place. Like I grew up as somebody who was a jeans and t-shirt and tennis shoes type person. I hung out Mm. with the Cowboys in high school. and. I was just very aware of how other people perceived me, or at least what I thought other people thought of me. And I didn't think that I was like worthy enough to like really dress up and have a sense of style. And I do have that now. And one of the things that I do when I notice that I'm feeling less confident is I actually compliment other people. And an interesting thing, and this would be a fun experiment for any of the listeners out there, when you're really dressed up, and some of us get this way, right? Especially if we're like in a ball gown or something really fun, or maybe it's a short dress, and we're like, oh, I don't know if I should wear it. Compliment somebody else. What's cool, when you compliment somebody else when you are in that type of physical appearance, they're actually already judging themselves for not like being at your level. And so what happens is you like immediately feel this like energy and the shift change and happen because they all of a sudden start to see themselves as an equal because they're like, oh my gosh, she's so pretty or she's so well put together or she has such style and she's complimenting me. And it's such a beautiful thing. And I don't think that, you know, compliments are fake at all. And I definitely do not give fake compliments, but we're so quick to judge. And it's like, why can't we be so quick to love? You know what I mean? Yeah, this is a really great, not only is it supporting building your self-esteem, but it's also supporting in your perception and in the way you interpret things and the way you redirect the narrative. So instead of going to like looking what's wrong or what doesn't work or what can I criticize or what can I judge? Because by the way, we're doing that to ourselves when we're doing that to someone else. We're actually, mm-hmm. that's actually an outward reflection. So this shift is really supporting 
so many others, but mainly really ourselves. And then I always say, like, well, what would the goddess do? It's like a goddess doesn't go around fucking judging people or criticizing because Mm -hmm. she doesn't have time for that. Like, that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff is beneath her. It's like she's only there to, like, honor, worship, adore, and, like, have those things reflected back to her. So then when it comes to, like, navigating this in business, because I think it's so important for women to hear these conversations of, like, How do we navigate and honor ourselves, honor like our inner goddess in personal life? But then how do we do it in business? I mean, at least I've had experience, I should say. I don't want to generalize, but I've had experience in my own life as well as the lives of a lot of my clients where I see people like decompartmentalize, like, well, here I'll show up this way and here I'll show up this way. But what happens is there's always an overspill. You know, how you do one thing is how you do another. So how do you support yourself or really navigate, you know, your business life and honor your goddess throughout that? This is actually the foundation of my message and what I really work with women on. And that is that authenticity and really embodying and embracing your authentic self is truly the key to happiness, success, a life you love. And this is cannot be more true than in your business, especially if you're in a business where you are gathering clients and you're really creating like a social media presence. It's super important that at any point in time, we show up as our authentic selves. And I think it's really funny when I'm out with my girlfriends and we're at like the grocery store or just doing something very simple and we're wearing like yoga clothes and no makeup and not dressed up. And they'll say, oh my gosh, it's my coworker. I look like crap. Like, I don't want them to see me. And I'm thinking, I show up on my lives like without makeup and in my pajamas. And when I broke my ankle and was in the hospital, I literally did it in my hospital gown in the hospital. People know me as Sierra and it's Sierra regardless of what situation that I'm in. And I think, and it would be so beneficial if everybody could show up like this because what happens is when you really stand in your truth, You allow other people to stand in their truth too. When you embody and you embrace the fact that we're all human and we're fallible and we're multidimensional and we have all these facets, you allow other people to show up that way. And the idea of perfectionism gets thrown out of the window. And I do think for some people, you know, they might say, well, Sierra, I would never curse at work or whatever. And I see that more as a respect thing. You might, you know, curse in your business, but you wouldn't necessarily do it if you're doing a proposal or something like that. It's always important to know your audience, of course, and show up in a way that's respectful to other people. But for most people, like being respectful is part of their authentic self. Nobody really wants to go around rubbing people the wrong way. And so showing up authentically isn't about I'm a person who curses. I'm a person who does whatever I want. I'm a person who, whatever is the thing that we think might tick people off, an authentic person is you just being you and knowing that sometimes you might rub people the wrong way, but it would never be intentional. And it's really all about just showing up as you regardless. And it really allows for, in my opinion, a seamless movement in your life. And you never have to worry about keeping up appearances. And it's like one less thing that you have to concern yourself with when you're just you through and through. This is so powerful. I always say that I'm a a recovering liar because I used to lie like fucking nobody's business. But at the end of the day, the reason I was lying was because I wanted you to love me. I wanted you to like me. I wanted you to accept me. I wanted to be on the, with the cool kids. So I did and acted and behaved and said things that I thought you wanted to hear, same with male relationships and things like that. 
And, you know, at the end of the day, the only person getting burned was myself. And, like, lying, it'd be like, oh, yeah. I remember I used to, I made up this story that, like, I hooked up with James Franco. Like, what the fuck? I've never hooked up with James Franco. I've never even met him, you know? I mean, James Franco is pretty hot. Like, sorry, Ry. Like, I hope I get a hall pass. But, no. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't do that to my lover. But, um. You know, like I walked around saying, telling the story because it made me, which I totally forgot until this moment, but it made me seem like I was cooler. Suddenly I was elevated. People wanted yeah. to know. I made up this whole elaborate story, which, by the way, I stole from another friend of mine who actually did hook up with James Franco. <laughs> and so it was like this insidious lie, you know, that grew and grew to have that acceptance and approval. And I had to, no matter who I was hanging out with, I had to concentrate and think about like what I needed to say. Did I lie to them yeah. ever? What did I lie to them about? And now it's so funny because like I'll have interviews or people will have me featured on like their classes or whatever it is. And they're like, do you need anything to prepare? And I'm like, no. And I always say to people, I don't need to prepare for being me. Like I know what I know. I know that I've been doing this work for a lot of years and I have the information and knowledge to show up and speak my truth. There's no lying. Like it's the best feeling in the world to just show up as authentically yourself and to not have to worry about trying to be someone else or to know more information. I was like, you either know or you don't. And if you don't, you'd be like, I actually don't have the answer for that. Sorry about it. So I really love this. And I love that you touched base on like, because I know there's a lot of women entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast. And so I think it's a really good message to share that like authenticity really resonates. People feel that energy on and offline. So like when you're posting Instagram and face tuning or beauty glamming your face, you know, it's not actually really authentic. You know, it's like, yeah, the opposite of that. Or whatever you're putting out there, just like checking in with like, is this authentic? Is this in alignment with me? Is this true? Because if it's not, it's really, people are going to feel that and be deterred from your business. Oh, totally. I mean, we have this fascination with seeing people who, for who they really are. I mean, think about the tabloid industry and, you know, when you see movie stars without makeup, like we love that stuff. And it's because we just want to know that they're real too. And it actually makes us like fall in love with them even more. So totally 100% top tip that I've ever had ever. And that's why it's really, I call myself an empowerment coach and an authenticity coach. Because of that reason, like, there's nothing better than being your authentic self. It just, it's one less worry on your plate when you can just embody yourself all the time, no matter what. So true. And it's so freeing, too, because mm. there's just such a level of freedom that comes with God. Like, imagine if you had studied for being yourself, but like, really, that's what I did to myself, too, like back in the day. Oh, like, I did, to, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> practice fucking being cool. Like, how about I just be me and like, if you don't accept that, then we're not going to hang out. I don't know. That's <laughs> uh, exhausting. Yeah, it really is exhausting. Like putting in that extra effort to try to be. And that's something, too, I see a lot of women struggle with is like when you get broken up with, the devastation norm isn't really like that you got broken up with. It's that you weren't really yourself. So like what if you were actually yourself? What if they actually like the real you as opposed to the you you were pretending to be to be loved by that person? I think that's a big one. I mean, I know for myself, I don't know if you can relate to this, but 
I was in various relationships where I was like, what kind of, and it reminds me of, do you ever see that movie Runaway Bride? Yes. <laughs> me too. And like, she always liked whatever eggs they liked, like over easy scrambled, whatever they liked, she liked. Yeah. And it, I love that part in the moment. I didn't really understand it. But now as I've gotten older and kind of learned, I like really love that part because it's like, that's how I showed up with a lot of my, with a lot of the men. I just did what they, and showed up how they wanted me, or at least how I perceived they wanted me to be. And when they broke up with me, I was like, motherfucker, like, what if I actually showed up as like authentic, fully expressed goddess Melaine? Maybe they would have liked me. Yeah. I don't know. We're done. Yeah. I totally resonate with that because in my past relationships, I didn't really embody my power at all. I was pretty powerless. I was very much in servant mode and worrying about people pleasing and being liked. And I didn't show up in my power, which is very inauthentic because I feel like now I am a very powerful person and I really always have been. And that's why I've been successful in my careers. And I just never did that in my relationships. And I honestly, it was a huge disservice to my partners. I do take responsibility for that part of my relationship of really just letting people not see the real me. And it really could have either changed the tide in my relationships in a good way or allowed me opportunity and space to be single and maybe find a different partner because I spent a lot of years in authentic mode and in authentic relationships. And I know, I know for a fact that it could have been a lot different. Uh, this is a great question. Like, do you regret being in those places at those times? Well, you know, they're the biggest lessons that I've ever had, right? I mean, they're like the mm. thing, they're, mm-hmm. they're a lot of the basis of my teachings because I had to experience that in order to be able to share why that wasn't a good idea and to be able to identify that, you know, really quickly in the lives of my clients. And if I didn't have that experience, I wouldn't be of service like I am now. So I don't regret it because it's really created a foundation of, you know, my own personal learning and to be of service to women. I agree with you too. I was just curious as to your spin on that. For me, I have no regrets. And I always say like, I was the biggest bullshitter. So then it allows me to be a better coach to call people yeah. out on stuff, you know, like, <laughs> no, 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 honey. I tried that shit. It's not going to work over here. So I'm grateful <laughs> that I went through these, like, you know, these experiences. So yeah, I agree with you. Like, I really don't have regrets. And people are like, if you could do it over and go through the exact same thing, like, would you do it? I'm like, can we not have to do it over again? Like, I'm happy I went through it. I'm grateful I went through it. Doing it over, like, I don't want to go, like, necessarily go through it all again. There were some pretty painful points, you know, but mm-hmm. I don't regret them. This is actually a new question. I'm going to start, to, like, asking all the experts that I have on here. So if you had, like, a megaphone in your hand, well, what would be, like, the one message you'd want to blast to all the women out there in the world to really share with them and support them? Oh, let your voice be heard. I feel like as women, we're so quiet and we really like to be, I don't think we like it. I think we're taught to be in the background and we're taught that in order to be of service, you know, we need to help other people achieve their dreams. And it's actually completely the opposite. And when we can use our voice when we can stand in our truth, we actually become a lighthouse for other people. And we start to turn on and activate the people around us. And we actually end up being of biggest service in that role. And I've noticed that, you know, in my immediate relationships with my family and my friends. And it's just, you know, permeated throughout my clients. Because, you know, your clients pay for your opinion. 
your friends and family. It takes a little longer sometimes. My mom always says, bless her. You know, I love her. But she always says to me, okay, I want to talk to you now as a coach. I'm like, honey, you ain't paying me hourly. Like, you ain't getting coaching right now, you know? Like, like <laughs> advice hotline over here, you know? Like, I don't want to coach you. Can you talk to me as a coach? I really would rather not talk to you as a coach. Please don't put me in that situation. Yeah, but it's true. And I love that. I, I agree with you. I think that, and that's part of being a goddess, right? Like, if we think about, like, channeling the goddess, channeling your highest self, as a woman, you speak up, you use your voice, you speak your boundaries, you speak your truth, you speak what you need, and hindering or dulling that or dimming that is not only a disservice to you, but to other people, because when you do do it, it gives others permission to also do it and the invitation to do it. But when you don't, it's like, you know, like, say I invite you over to play a board game, Monopoly. You can't play Monopoly solo, but like if you decide to not show up, I can't play either. Yeah. It's the same thing when we use our voice. If I decide not to show up, someone else is losing because I'm not playing. Last question for you. When it comes to your favorite book or a spiritual book that has really supported your evolution and journey, what book would be your favorite recommendation to all the ladies out there? I absolutely love Love Warrior by Glennon Doyle Melton. She has this really powerful way of just being authentic. Like she literally writes the book. It's an autobiography based book on what's happening in her marriage. She shares the lessons that she learns. And at the end, she really wraps it up and says, you know, I really want everybody to learn these lessons. And I thought that that was so powerful. And that's actually something that I've embodied and used in my own work with clients. Like when I notice they are doing something, I don't lie. I usually have experienced, most likely I've had experienced it or maybe one of my other clients or a friend or a family member. And I give them, here's, you know, I don't know about you, but here's something that I've learned and it, this might be happening for you. And here's something that you could do if that's really true. And so what happens is what Glennon does and what I try to do in my work is really allow for discovery to happen by, you know, my clients and by my friends and family. And then give them, you know, some sort of inspiration and peace. And Glennon just does that so beautifully in her book, Love Warrior. And it's, you know, it's good on Audible. You know, you can pick it up anywhere. It's it's a nice read. And it really, you know, has just some beautiful pieces of wisdom. And if you're a coach trying to figure out how to do your message, I think that that might be something that resonates for you. I love that. And I love that book, too. It's a really powerful read. So great suggestion. And um, lastly, so like if the ladies wanted to connect with you, find out more about what you're up to, um, where would be the best place to look? Yeah, great question. I love this. So I am on Facebook. I'm on Empowerment University, facebook.com slash Empowerment University. Or if you're someone that does, you know, the at signs to find people and just add Empowerment University on Facebook. You can also personally friend me. I post a lot of inspirational videos there. It's at Sierra CEO on Facebook and on Instagram. Awesome. I encourage you ladies to do so. And Sierra, thank you so much for popping in today and sharing with us your wisdom and your love and your suggestions on how to really rock our goddess. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it with Sierra. It's always such a fun time to hang out with her. And for those of you that are interested in getting away, getting out of your daily routine and really journeying with us other goddesses, I have an opportunity for you. I have two spots left to my magical retreat in Greece where we'll be hanging out in Santorini and enjoying the magic, the fun, the adventure, as well as doing some business masterminding. So if this interests you at all, I have some special spots left. Shoot me an email to malane at malanely.com. Looking forward to hearing from you.